0: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Join me, Dr. Karon Kamwule, as we pursue the Word, the Lord Jesus, searching scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast. Download and share with your friends and your family. Stay blessed. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Word Anchor Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. In the previous episode, I spoke about enduring faith, that your faith must endure, that when you believe God for something, you must stand in that faith and believe and not move from it, that you mustn't be tossed to and fro by the wind, but that you must remain believing God, that what God says in his word, he will do. However, faith requires you to do something when you have heard the word of God and you have believed in your heart. In the book of Romans chapter 10, how we get saved in verse 9 and 10, it says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. So what you have inside your heart, which is your faith and your belief and um, how you view God, you then express it with a confession. The word of the Lord God says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But also that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. So in this episode, I want to talk about the action of faith. I have written a book titled Faith in Action, but I'm not there. I want to talk about the action that you take as a result of your faith in God's word. You have prayed for something. Say you need a job. You have prayed and you believe that God has said you'll have it, what is it that you do? Some people will hear testimonials of those that will say, I didn't apply, they just called me. But someone else will submit that application, um, will dust up their CV and submit. And then someone else will do nothing. What is it that you do when you have believed? And we see it mostly when it comes to healing. I've seen a lot of servants of God, when they pray for the sick, they have a miracle service. They will then say, after having prayed for people, say, whoever has um, been healed or believes that they've been healed, do the thing that you're not able to do before. So if you had something in your leg, um, start using that leg. If you couldn't um, bend down properly, try straightening it up. If you had issues, I don't know, with your ear, maybe close the other ear and try listening with the one ear that could not hear before. Um, If you were blind in one eye, close the other one. That was um, good. And then try to see with the one that was not good. Now, this is where you having that substance. This is where you're saying, God, I believe I don't just believe as in something that I just hold dear in my heart, but I'm going to do something about it. I am going to take a step forward. I'm going to move into the place where God has moved me to because um, through faith you are moved from point A to B. You were not saved, you were a sinner and by believing the Lord Jesus and confessing the Lord Jesus, you are moving from being a sinner condemned to death to being a saved person who is going through to eternal life with God. When you have believed What is it that you do? I want to read from the book of Acts chapter 14. Um, This is a a journey of uh, Paul in his uh, missionary work that he was doing, going up and down, um, spreading the word, preaching, healing the sick, doing everything the Lord Jesus Christ said he must do. Now, in chapter 14 of the book of Acts, it starts with Paul in Iconium, where he went to the synagogue of the Jews, and then he spoke to those people, it says a great multitude. But then there were those that were unbelieving Jews that then uh, poisoned the minds of the others. And then they started, you know, mistreating them. But he still remained there, speaking boldly. And then he moved. Um, he moved because there was a violent attempt that were made um, by the Gentiles and the Jews and, and their rulers that they were abusing them to stone them and all of those things. So then they moved to Lystra. Now in Lystra, they found a man. This man from verse 8 to 10, it says, And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he leaped and walked. I'm just reminded of the one in the book of um, Acts chapter 3. The man that was uh, sitting at the gate called Beautiful um, and he had never walked in his life and um, Peter and John came to him, stretched out their hands, um, said, Silver and gold we do not have, what we have you give you. And um, he stood up, it said he leaped and he jumped and went up those stairs, praising God. Now here's another man also who was crippled from birth. But you'll note that it says he did not have strength in his feet. So no matter how many times he tried to get up, he could not get up. There was no strength in those feet. He didn't know how to do it. Obviously, they didn't have a proper diagnosis of what was happening like we would have today. They'll tell you it's this disease or that disease and this is the solution. Or maybe this is how you can manage it. This man was without strength in his feet. So he didn't know how to walk from his mother's womb. He could not walk. He had never walked. How then do you say to somebody who has never walked, stand up straight on your feet and then this person leaps and walks? Because as believers, we get stuck there. We get stuck in the emotions. We get stuck in the memory. Uh, We get stuck in the experience. We get stuck in the thing that we know. I know I cannot walk. I know I've never walked. I know that when everybody else was not watching, I actually tried to get up and walk, but I failed many times. I know I've tried. I know the physiotherapists have tried. I know everyone has tried to get me to walk. So this is my condition now. This is my situation now. I know that this cannot be solved. It was never solved before. Paul noticed something from this man. It says, he observed him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So Paul looked at this man and saw that this man had faith. He could discern the spirit in this man, that this man had faith. He did not see desperation out of this man because there's a difference between having faith to be healed and being desperate for healing. There's a big difference between these two. Faith will get you the thing you have prayed for, desperation will make you cry some more and more. And you still not get the thing that you have prayed for. So this man had faith. This man had the substance of the things that he had hoped for. He had hoped to walk. He had hoped to be healed. But then he had a substance. He believed that he believed that he he would be healed. And Paul noticed that. But you see, as long as he remained with a perception or being viewed by Paul as somebody that has faith to be healed. As long as he stayed in that motion or as long as he stayed in that condition of having faith. Because we go to church and we say, um, I've prayed for a job and I have faith that God will give me that job. I, I've prayed for um, healing and I have faith that God has healed me and I'm still in the same condition. I've I've got faith that my husband will be fine. I've got faith that my children will be okay. You remain in that condition of confessing the faith or or speaking forth what you want, but not taking the action towards getting that thing done. So as long as he even confessed, maybe he even said, I believe, I believe, I believe. I actually saw something on, on, on Facebook the other day Of somebody that um, I think it was a typing error where he was saying something like whatever prosperity that you're waiting for is coming. um, But he said he's not coming. Something like that. And people not reading what he wrote, they assumed that he actually meant what he probably meant to say. But because it's a typing error, it actually means the opposite of what they're wishing for. And people just said, Amen, I receive. Amen, I receive. Amen, I receive. You can see that this is just going in motion, following whatever is expected of you. Say Amen to that Amen and think that is it. It's done. Say Amen, I receive. Claim it. Get up, clap your hands and do all sorts of things. We say these things in church because we want to charge something inside of you. But if you're saying it because we are saying, say it, then it has no effect because you are just repeating what we're expecting you to say in any case. But is it really faith? Do you really have that substance? Are you having this thing really? Even if you will not have it tomorrow, will you still be in that same position that says I have it? Because there are people that will get this faith that says, God says I have it already. But then they don't have it for a year. I've shared a story of um, a woman that had a goiter. She was prayed for and She kept on coming to church. I read it in in one of the books, not sure which one of the um, servants of God that are sleeping now, but um, she kept on coming and testifying that God has healed her. But then the thing was still visible, that Goita was still there. She kept on confessing and testifying every Sunday for a whole year. People kept on saying to her, she must stop that because it's embarrassing. You can't keep on saying I'm healed and you're still sitting in a wheelchair. You can't keep on saying my goita is gone when it is there visible for everyone to see. It was until the following year when that same man came by that she actually got her healing. Um, not that he laid hands again on her, but something happened. Um, That brought about the healing that she had been testifying about for the whole year. So, when you have faith, your faith must endure like this woman for a whole year, testifying of the same thing that was not yet shown, but she had the substance of it and believed it, and she kept testifying. She kept holding on to it. Now, this man had faith to be healed, and Paul noticed that. What action did it require for him to do? The Word of God says, Paul said to him, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. So the same feet that had no strength since he was born, it says he was a man. That means he was above 30 because a Jewish Jewish person or a Jewish male becomes a man when he's above 30. Now he was a man. He had not walked all his life. The very feet that had no strength now had strength, praise God. But he had to believe that I can stand up. Glory to Jesus. He had to believe that I can stand up. He had faith to be healed. He had to believe that he can stand up. Because the standing up required him to do something. You don't just stand up without you doing something. You, you have to move whether you put your hands down to try to get yourself to get up. Whichever way. But the feet that had no strength suddenly had strength, and this man leapt and walked. It is just like the story of the man that was um, by the pool of Bethesda, the one that was um, sick and could not walk for 33 years. That is a very, very long time to be facing a situation, one situation getting worse by day. Because I suppose he went to the pool probably 30 years before um, maybe sick but not as bad as he was 33 years later because you see the muscles they, 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 they become weak and weak and weak over and above the sickness that made him to be unable to walk his inability to move for that 33 years made the situation even worse. Jesus told him take up your, your bed mat and walk. Go home. The very one whose feet could not carry him for 33 years Now he had to get up with this very same feet. He was not given a walking stick. He was not given a walking ring. He was not given a wheelchair. He was told, use the very thing that has been troubling you for all these years. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. God wants us to act on the very thing, on the very thing that has been troubling us. He expects you to act on it. Faith is a substance. The substance is your action. It can either be a confession. It can be you doing something that you were not able to do before. It may be you submitting that application, submitting that proposal. But you have to do something as not necessarily proof, but you have to do something that shows that you actually believe. Because for this man to stand up, he was actually depending on God to do what he said he was going to do heal him because he see the faith that he had to be healed had to come because he had the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord God today you may be facing a problem that you've been looking at it intently for so many years you've been talking about it to everyone that cares to listen but you have not been doing anything about it you have not tried To do the thing that you are not able to do. And God wants you to leap and walk. God wants you to stand up straight on your feet. The very feet that are weak, God wants you to get up on those feet. The very child that is challenging you, God wants you to get that child to get up. The very husband that is troubling you, God wants you to do something about it. Because you see, God will meet you. At your position of faith, not at your position of fear, not at your position of failure, not at your position of tears. God is going to meet you at your position of faith. When you say, Father, I believe I can walk again. Father, I can, I believe I can walk though. I've never known how to walk. I believe I can see though. I've never seen anything all my life. Open those eyes and start seeing. As long as you believe God, you will act on it. You will do something. All the miracles, all the miracles, except for the one where Lazarus was raised. In fact, even that one, Lazarus had to get up and get out of that tomb. The Bible doesn't tell us that somebody walked inside the tomb to pick up the body of Lazarus and put him on his feet. The dead man's body, his ears, had to hear the voice of Jesus saying, come out. But That man's feet had to get up. His mind had to direct the feet. This is how we walk. He was still wrapped up from head to toe. So his eyes were not useful at that point. Probably he was walking, um, hitting the walls around him, trying to feel and feel his way around. But he got out of the tomb on his own. And Jesus Christ said they must unwrap him from those grave clothes. What will it take for you, child of God, to receive the thing that we've asked God for? Can you do that? Can you do that? Can you leap and walk? Can you take your bed mat and walk? Can you dip seven times? Can you open your eyes? Can you go and wash in the pool? Whatever it is that God says you must do, even if it may look foolish to some other people. If people are looking at somebody that had never walked, trying to walk, It must be a sin. People are looking at him thinking, what is he trying to do? Oh gosh, he's going to fall. Or try to help him, he's going to fall. He's never walked in his life. That leaping, whether it took him seconds or five minutes, but at some point his bones had to begin to crack because they'd never done anything like that before. His feet were probably somehow disfigured. The shape was not proper because he was never in a standing position or a walking position. It must have been a sin to look at, looking at a man trying to get his weak feet to take a step and another step and another step. There are many things that I do believe we have not managed to attain because we have failed to get up on our weak feet. We have failed to get up on the legs that have been weak. We have failed to get up. And take our bed mat and walk. We have sat there saying, I believe in Jesus. Jesus heals. Jesus saves. Jesus delivers. Get up and walk. Jesus feeds the hungry people. But go to the river. Go to the sea. And put down your net. And get that fish. The fish is not going to walk to your net. The fish is waiting for you. On the deep side. For you to lower your net. You are sitting there and saying, oh, Jesus, I believe you. There's a lot of fish in this water. I believe you, Jesus. You cannot keep on singing, I believe you, Jesus, but you don't do anything about it. Child of God, the Lord wants you to do something about your situation. The miracle is not just only on your confession, but it is also on your action. God will meet you at the point of your faith and faith acts. Faith does something. Faith moves. Faith trusts God that if he said he will do it, therefore he will do it. And I believe him and I'm going to go and do the thing that I failed to do all my life. Let us take that action and get the things God has told us. They belong to us. God will meet you there. Whatever thing you're facing, child of God, believe God. He'll do it for you. He did it for this man through his servant Paul. Paul never met Jesus in person, in the flesh, but he was able to heal the sick, to raise the dead. You can too believe in God and do that which you're not able to do. The Lord richly bless you. Shalom. Thank you for listening to the Word Anchor Podcast. To get copies of my books, The Bride of Jesus, Dear Girl Child. Confessions of a Parent, Victorious Youth, and From the Pit to the Palace, go to amazon.com. You can buy a hard copy or a Kindle edition. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback, and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.